Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in. It's our final hour of Live Bet Sunday presented by BetMGM on the Sunday in between the conference championship games and Super Bowl in the NFL. We still have some other sports to talk about, though, some college basketball and NBA still on the docket. I'm Ben Wilson from downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Jeff Parles over at the South Point, co-host of VEASAN's Megapod with Gil Alexander and Todd Wishnev. Danny Burke, meanwhile, is in Chicago. Excited to see DB here in the flesh in Las Vegas in a couple weeks. Uh, Danny Coast of the Pro Football uh, betting podcast here at Visa that he's been doing with uh, with Matt Humans, Adam Burke, and Mike Palm all season. Uh, we just want to continue the conversation from the last segment as we get ready for the final tip-offs of the night. Two in NBA, Sacramento, New Orleans, Denver, and Minnesota to start in about 10 minutes, uh, as well as in the college's last game of the night, Stanford and Colorado. They are just now underway in Boulder. Uh, so, Jeff, I want your take on this Kings-Pelicans uh, matchup. Kings, look, third-place team right now in the West coming off a loss in Indiana Friday night and DeMontis Sabonis' return to Indy. A fair move on uh, on the way the betting market has gone here from a flip of favorites. Pelicans open minus two. Now it's Kings minus two most spots. Now, what do you make of the spot here for Sacktown? Yeah, I don't think it's a problem with this. Uh, a, more of a macro sense, and I'm curious what you and Danny both think here. If the Sacramento Kings, with the way they played and what their record is, third in the Western Conference right now, if they were, let's say, instead of being the Sacramento Kings, let's say they were the Los Angeles Lakers, wouldn't the Kings be the overwhelming favorites right now to win the Western Conference? Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the Western Conference. I'm not saying even bet it at 22-1 to 1 like they are right now. But, Danny, don't you think that if, like, if they, 
if this was the Lakers having the season that the Kings are having, that the Lakers would be overwhelming favorites to get to the finals, and instead the Kings are an afterthought? 100%. Yeah, it wouldn't even be close. And a majority of that is because of the money you get from it being the Lakers and from LeBron, LeBron James being featured on that team. Sacramento, of course, is a forgotten child, right? They're just hanging in there. They've been such a such an exciting, maybe not such an exciting story, but a very just surprising uh, team throughout the NBA this season that Last year, I think it was last year, right, when we were hearing all the complaints about some of the guys on the roster with, like, Marvin Bagley and everything, and everybody was complaining left and right, nothing was working, and they sneakily have found themselves now in this third seed. Yeah, they're seven games back, but they've been fairly impressive in a tough conference. Let's not let's not dismiss them. And look, are they going to make a run in the postseason? Like you said, Jeff, probably not. But uh, the context of what you said, yeah, without question, the Lakers would be getting drooled on by everybody throughout the NBA if they are in the same slot right now that the Sacramento Kings are. It's funny how perception has not changed whatsoever. I mean, you go back. Yeah, 20 years, the last time Sacramento uh, was in a legitimate position to make a finals run, weren't getting any respect now in the national narrative, still are not today. Uh, yet, number one team in points per game in the NBA, been one of the more efficient offensive units. You have to think, though, Jeff, long term, I mean, defense is going to be the downfall, a team that's in the bottom 10 in overall defensive efficiency. Uh, without De'Aaron Fox tonight as a, a top guard running that offense, as much as I, you know, I love DeMontis Sabonis, has been a huge asset coming over from Indiana uh, to the Sacramento team. That'll probably be the Kings downfall. That's why I wouldn't make a futures bet on them, but still night tonight uh, there there's value to be had. And against the Pelicans team on the second leg of a back-to-back shorthanded without multiple stars out. It's a, it's a team that I'm going to be willing to bet on here more than bet against, at least in the coming weeks. I mean, look, they're legit. The, the Kings are legitimately good at this point. I don't think there's any arguing that they have good guard play. Sabonis so is an all-star again. They're a good basketball team, and and look, I trust them. I know it's going to be a first playoff run, assuming they get there, and quite frankly, they should get there because the teams, even though there's a whole log jam from three to 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 thirteen in the Western Conference, only separated by five and a half games, they should get there, and they should be one of the better values on the board in the first round because they'll be an underdog in the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and uh, as long as they don't dr- draw a healthy Golden State team. I would take my chances with Sacramento against anyone who's in that hodgepodge of teams. Unless if New Orleans, if they draw New Orleans healthy, that would scare me too. But other than those two teams, I would mm-hmm. I have no problem taking a shot with, with the Kings in a first-round series against anyone but a healthy Golden State or a healthy New right. Orleans in a playoff series. Well, and that, that win yesterday for New, or- uh, for New Orleans, if you think about the Pelicans for a second, I'm totally with you, Jeff, on the Sacramento side. Pelicans had lost 10 straight. Had they lost to the Lakers yesterday – Lakers would have been a half game out for, for the, uh, the eighth seed right now in the West. So the Pelicans hang on to that. Yeah, I just think about where the, where the Pelicans are, or just to say, tied for the ninth seed right now. Pelicans 500 have lost, though, had the 10-game losing streak before the win yesterday. And no time to, look, we're still waiting on when Zion Williamson can come back for the Pelicans, have been banged up and, and battered as well after the great start. Uh, you, you, Danny, with the log jam that is there in the Western Conference, how do you see this playing out for New Orleans down the stretch here with about uh, 25, 26 games left in the year? Yeah, look, New Orleans would be an exciting team to get involved with because you know what they've been capable of when they've been healthy, but are you going to be willing to bank on that? And then it, you got to remember, too, like this is an inexperienced group put together 
in the sense of just being in the postseason and then playing together in these high-level situations. So even if they are to get the band back together and Zion and Ingram and Valanciunas and are all consistently healthy and playing toward the end of the year, is it going to be enough to overpower some of these other squads that have developed this rhythm constantly throughout the course of this 82-game season? So, I, look, I get the attraction because on any given night they have enough talent offensively to compete with any squad. I don't know if they can withstand the depths of a seven-game series, though. That would cause some trepidation in wanting to go onto this Pelicans team, Ben. But you know what's kind of an interesting squad to look at would be the Phoenix Suns at plus 750 right now at BetMGM. Look, assuming when they can get back healthy and that the Western Conference isn't so loaded as it has been in the past, I know it's still very competitive, but it's not like a clear-cut favorite's taking the cake. And then you have the rumors about, well, what are the Suns going to do close to the deadline? Are they going to look to get a guy like Kevin Durant? They said if he's available, all the reports coming out today is that the Suns are going to pursue him. So who knows what the heck Phoenix is going to look to acquire and or dish off in the next week. But Phoenix, uh, a team that, you know, the past couple seasons has been at the top of the list. Look, with Devin Booker out, it hasn't been great, but he's still got to kind of picture what's going to happen down the road when they can get some of those top tier guys back. And Again, it may sound like I'm arguing what I just said because the team was injured and that you don't want to bet them when they haven't played that much together. But obviously, Booker and these guys have had that playoff experience. Not saying I think they're going to win it. I'm clamoring my fists to, to claim that they will. But like at plus 750, you know, you make that bet, then you can be sitting on a money line ticket just assuming they can at least reach that part in the postseason. So I don't hate that angle with Phoenix, honestly. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how you know, how the Suns are able to weather the storm, you know, fighting through their own injuries throughout the, the rest of the season. In that one of many teams right now, just hovering right about 500 in the Western Conference standings. So again, the two games about to tip off: Kings will close one and a half or two point favorites on the road against New Orleans, 227 and a half or 228. Your consensus total: Nuggets without Nikola Jokic tonight and a couple other key starters. Nine now, or in some books have up to, have gone up to nine and a half point underdogs in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. 225 and a half, the market-wide total. The big story, though, Jeff, in college basketball right now, continued struggles for the Houston Cougars down fourth to half right now to Temple, 37-33. Houston laying eight and a half or nine in the second half right now, down by four. Have you uh, have you been uh, interested enough to make a bet there on nah, the Cougars? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother here. Obviously, if you go box score diving, Temple's not gonna shoot 53% from three again in the second half. But, I, look, this just might be a bad matchup for Houston for whatever reason. So, you said eight and a half, nine and a half, Ben, second half? Uh, eight, and a half eight and a half or nine. Some, so, four a and a half I'm looking or at some five for the money. game? I'm not, yeah, on, on, uh, Houston I'm not comfortable laying that with Houston, even though we would expect some regression in the second half for Temple. So, uh, this is a stay out. This is a stay out. Maybe a second half under. Maybe a second half under, Ben. That would probably be the only thing 71. Look at. Yeah, maybe uh, I don't yeah, look 71, at that. the number there. So 141. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that. Right. 141, pacing about 10 points higher than the uh, the closing total there. Danny, I know that's a game you've been eyeing on, looking to get some in-game value. Did you end up firing anything there at the half? I didn't because Jeff makes a good point. I mean, he said it perfectly for whatever reason. Maybe it's not the best matchup. And look, I, I'm still holding out enough to think Houston can get back in this game, especially from the standpoint of Temple is going to come back down to earth like we saw in other situations or taught. Well, I guess Nebraska didn't fully come back down, but of course they weren't 
uh, consistently shooting his lights out as they did in the first half. A little bit different when it's Houston going up against Temple. So I, I need to get a tad bit of a better number, ideally like three or less with Houston, and then I'm going to probably try to get in. But five and a half right now for the game, like Jeff said, it, it hasn't been pretty. So why rush to do something that you don't feel entirely confident with with a team that hasn't shown signs of that much life? You kind of need to get that signal that the opposition being Temple is going to slow their roll, which they probably will. But if they don't at the beginning stages, maybe we'll get a better number and then bank on it occurring afterward. That would, of course, be ideal. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, obviously completely different teams as far as level of class, Jeff. But this Houston performance, I mean, it's looking a lot like Penn State earlier against Nebraska. It's kind of been a one man show outside of Jarris Walker, who has 16 points, five of eight from the field, three or four from three. I mean, Houston's getting nothing. Nobody else has. I mean, Marcus Sasser's made a couple buckets, but he's been really inefficient. Two of seven from the field so far. Just a worrying sign. And as we talked about earlier, it's just one of those midseason stretches, right? You sometimes get these ruts in conference play with the elite teams. Maybe, I don't know, is it, a, is it an eye towards March? Uh, either way, Jeff, Houston has, has really looked less than their, their true full potential over the past really better part of three weeks now. Yeah, look, I mean, every team has holes. I just when you're playing in a, in a non-elite conference, your lulls are more noticed because the opponents are like, wow, how did Temple beat them? Wow, how did Cincinnati stay with them? So it's, it's, not, like, it's not like in the Big 12 where you're playing a really good team every single night. And it's like, oh, okay. It doesn't matter that Kansas lost Iowa State by a lot yesterday. Iowa State's a legit top right. 15 team. It doesn't matter that Texas, Texas uh, has lost games in conference. It doesn't matter that Iowa State lost to Texas Tech. They're all good teams. And again, Temple's pretty good themselves, but a good start to the second half for Houston. First four and a few stops out of the gate here. Yeah, Houston 4-0 early in the second half. Now tie game, minute into the second half there. Cougars and Owls tied at 37. Speaking of halftimes, we have a halftime line in another one of the NBA games. Desmond Bain going off for Memphis. We'll tell you about that. Update the Pebble Beach Pro-Am when we come back on Live Bet Sunday. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. That's my Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. As we welcome you back to the show, it is Live Bet Sunday presented by BetMGM. We go to the NBA right now with some halftime updates for you with Danny Burke hanging out with us from Chicago. Jeff Parles over at South Point. I'm Ben Wilson here at Circa. And Danny, I give you a lot of credit. I wanted nothing to do with the Memphis given that John Morant was ruled out with a, as Jeff pointed out, kind of a questionable wrist injury. Uh, you had Dylan Brooks out with a one-game suspension from his altercation Thursday night uh, with Donovan Mitchell in the Cleveland game. And, and then you, are, you, know, you also had Steven Adams continuing to miss time his seventh straight game out for Memphis. Yet, so far, it, it hasn't been a huge issue. Grizzlies, who uh, got bet against in the market, closed only one-and-a-half-point favorites, but are up three at the half against Toronto, 62-59 so far. And uh, even with a shorthanded roster have looked like uh, the better team that the, that the stats do indicate they are on the season against the Raptors. Yeah. Again, Toronto, just a team that really thrives when they can get out and transition. And as long as Memphis defensively 
can kind of force him to being stalled in that half court set, despite missing Morant, despite missing Brooks, who yes, are two of some of your most efficient players on the team. They have enough depth to overcome this Toronto team that has just had so many internal struggles. And with the deadline coming in the future, you don't even know what's going to happen with that unit. And look, there's still plenty of time to go and it's only a three point game. But uh, if you didn't get involved, I don't hate the idea of jumping in on Memphis with a little bit of a lead. And if it's not too crazy of an in-game money line price, I guess right now you're seeing eh, minus 160 still is a tad bit too steep for me to want to get fully there with Memphis. But if you get it like 130 or even better with the Grizzlies, again, I don't hate it. Same thoughts that I had before the game and nothing's too crazy in the box score. I just think at the end of the day, Memphis, even though they're missing two of their, uh, some of their top guys, I know obviously Morant is, but I think they'll be able to overcome Toronto because the Raptors have so many underlying issues that uh, clearly right. have not been addressed this season, Ben. At Desmond Bain, 19 points in 16 minutes on 7 of 11 shooting. That's a, a 111 and a half total uh, as well. If you look at the halftime uh, box score right now, so 232 and a half pacing right about at that pregame uh, number, which which is in that 230 range at close. Yeah, for Toronto, I mean, Jeff, it's a team that's six games under 500. Rumors about OGN and Obi's future, who's continued to be out. Will he be moved ahead of the deadline? Yeah, for Nick Nurse in Toronto, it, it kind of feels like they've never really recovered from having to play uh, that that Tampa bubble season down in Florida. Like, like what's next for a Toronto team? It just looks so far away from relevance at the moment. Yeah, I, well, look, they, they're going to try to trade Ananobi at the deadline to get out from paying him long-term. Siakam's having a borderline all-star season, even though he didn't get there. It's strange. It's strange. It's, a, it's almost like that, again, you win your title with Kawhi the year after that. You're almost as strong, and you, you lose a hard-fought seven-game series against Boston, and then you're right. They haven't really recovered from that year that they had to play in Tampa. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year, but they're in a 3 nothing hole, got it back to 3-2 three, three, against Philly, and then got annihilated at home in game six. So, weird spot for that franchise. But again, hey, as we know, flags fly forever, and they got their title when they needed to with the one year they had with Kawhi. Hey, that is, that is all that matters at the end of the day. Hey, it, being from like Milwaukee, Wisconsin, if you would have told me the Bucks would win a title in my lifetime, I'd be like, they could go 0-82 every other year. I don't care. That's, that would be the most amazing thing ever to happen as a fan. And you know what? The Bucks got their title. <laughs> so it's, you can say the same thing for, uh, for Toronto fans, even if it was a much more uh, short-lived stay there uh, at the top. Uh, by the way, our, our love for Sacramento is not looking very warranted so far, Danny, because the Kings are just getting blasted out of the gates here, <laughs> down uh, down 16-5 midway through the first quarter in New Orleans. Yikes. Yeah, maybe we might have to jump in on them potentially. We'll see. But uh, yeah, slow start for this Kings team. We may have praised them a tad bit too much. But uh, luckily, it is very early. So no reason to panic necessarily. Uh, not a game that, you know, I was necessarily even kind of seeking out from an in-game standpoint. It was one of those like, all right, the line move. But and like you said, Ben, I mean, sometimes you don't want to go steam chasing. But when you're going through the zero, it's a little bit different than a line going from like four to eight, like we saw in another situation. Right. So, uh, yeah, plenty of time to decide what you want to do but don't care too much to get involved with that game like as, as much as there there are very good angles you can find in the in-game markets some sometimes your read is wrong I mean we were all like okay I guess stay away from Houston uh with the struggles and you know Jeff down by four at halftime Houston comes out it's an 11 nothing run out of the shoot here uh, after after the Cougars were laying eight and a half or nine in the second half against Temple on the road yeah Temple stopped making shots Ben and that is seems a, like an issue. That's a bad recipe when you're playing a team that you, the only way you're really going to stay in is if you're making shots. So 
Look, that's the one worry, and, and that's why, again, part of the reason we stayed out of it was that even though the regression to the mean temple shooting-wise probably would uh, probably would happen, which has happened, but it may have been just a bad matchup for Houston. Instead, Temple just had a possession with four shots, and they made none of them. So uh, they're, uh, they're in big trouble right now, Ben. Uh, yes, uh, to say the least. And the in-game market ref does reflect that at the moment. Houston... It's funny, like if you if you took if you grab points, they lined it opened eleven and a half. You were feeling great through the first half, thinking this was going to be a, a rocking chair winner as as an underdog. But now Houston back up to an eleven and a half point live favorite. A lot of movement and, and money on the underdog Temple Owls from eleven and a half all the way down to ten in some shops as that home dog there today. Uh, in the meantime, we've reached halftime in Madison, Wisconsin. Danny, this is uh, Danny being the one Big Ten alum of the three of us here on the show. Does it get more vintage than this? Northwestern 26, Wisconsin 23. Two teams are a combined uh, 21 of 52 from the field and a hearty 6 of 22 from three so far. Uh, the, the box score is basically every time I've, it, it kind of matches every time I've looked up at the screen and watched how, how slow and molasses-like and inefficient these offensive sets have appeared for both teams so far. Yep, that's about exactly it. Uh, nothing more, nothing less than what we expected. It was a low total, but uh, it's one of those where it's like, eh, can you go low enough? It's a grinded out, ugly type of battle between these two teams. And uh, <laughs> I, I think it was one of those spots where you could have told me you're leaning one side or the other, and I really wouldn't have argued you on it. I mean, maybe you're a little bit more enticed now to get a better price with Wisconsin just trailing three. Can they make the big, I mean, every shot has such a big magnitude because scoring comes at a premium, especially when it comes from deep Wisconsin has hit four threes compared to Northwestern's two. But um, <laughs> there was, there was nothing that was uh, too enticing for this one, except to bet the under. And we were hoping Ben that we could get quick scoring right out of the gates for a little bit higher of a total. Uh, didn't really happen here as it has lived up to how we thought it would. It was, it was apparent right away, Danny. We were not going to get any help yeah. you know, <laughs> outside of a barrage of threes early there. Uh, Jeff, waiting for the rest of the market to, to populate here. I'm guessing we're going to get uh, Wisconsin minus one and a half or two in the second half. Uh, one fifteen and a half was the in-game total heading in uh, to halftime. Only got 49 first half points. So you would think eh, 66, 60, 66 and a half or so for the second half. Wisconsin by a, by a point and a half or two. And I'm seeing now... Uh, first numbers to pop here. It is Wisconsin by two and 66 for the total. It's come down again. That's come down about nine and a half, 10 points from the pregame number. But uh, if, if you're a glutton for punishment, you, you could, you could, uh, you could stomach getting involved. But outside of that, there's no reason to, uh, to get involved here in a pretty important spot for both teams right on the bubble of the NCAA tournament. This conference stinks. I mean, they, again, <laughs> this is a pretty vintage uh, Wisconsin game anyway, but I don't want anything here. I think Northwestern actually is the better basketball team, but uh, you know we all know what happens when I bet against Wisconsin. Usually, bad things happen to me, so I'm I'm, I'm staying away. All right. How about you bet? How about you bet Northwestern second half, and then everybody listening can just come in on Wisconsin. Yeah, it can be a nice just you know, not, not bothering here. Not bothering here. <laughs> it's funny how the, the NFL season was on this show was categorized by Jeff Parles. <laughs> ranting and raving against the Buffalo Bills every week, how they were uh, the, the sneaky frauds of the season. And then when it, when it actually ended up being true, it was one of the great moments of all time. So what, are we going to see every Big Ten team crash out by, uh, by round two, Jeff? Is that your hope? This is kind of the equivalent this year. On well, here, here's the thing. I don't mind Indiana. Purdue is good, but we know their tournament history. 
and Rutgers making the second weekend would be spectacular for the state I grew up in. So, I look, I, I those three teams are fine. Everyone else had, don't need them. And Northwestern, look, if Northwestern won another tournament game, that would be fun too for obvious reasons, Ben. Uh, yes, because the last the last time they did that, I you and I were you and I were in Vegas, Jeff, and that was one of the great uh, great, great betting oh, moments of all time. Game. The Northwestern Vanderbilt. Game. <laughs> it was a ridiculous game. We were oppo, Danny. Uh, that, what I had Northwestern a small favorite, and uh, I lost. Th- there was Vanderbilt a very controversial travel. 15, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, that w- yes, that was correct. Uh, hopefully, we get a repeat of that, and, and we get more uh, we get more excitement here uh, in Las Vegas. All, look from the Purdue perspective. With the way the season is shaping up, we'll talk about a bit a bit about this as we talk some college hoops futures in the next segment. I mean, for all the issues they've had in the tournament, if you can't put it together and make a run this year, if you're Matt Painter as head coach, I, I don't know what to tell you going forward after the way Purdue season ended a season ago. So we'll, we'll continue to talk about that, update you on continued lines as they come across, and we'll get a Pebble Beach update as well before we go off the air. Two more segments for us coming up next on Live Bet Sunday. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The big game means big plans for VSEN. VSEN will be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with athlete and celebrity interviews and our experts breaking down the game. You won't want to miss any of VSEN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VSEN Final Countdown, and VSEN Primetime all live from Radio Row starting tomorrow. For betting splits, expert picks, and big game props, head to vsin.com. That is vsin.com. Taking a look at the landscape around the country in both NBA and college basketball. One final report, Cleveland Cavaliers use a huge second quarter to pull away and then hold off the Indiana Pacers. 122-103, the final. Cavs cover is a four-point favorite. Even with Karis LaVerta late scratch, game stays under the 227.5 or 228 total. Now, we are seeing as we welcome back uh, Danny Burke and Jeff Parles to the show. I'm Ben Wilson from Circa in downtown Las Vegas. Money coming to Wisconsin for a second half line here. Wisconsin from two to now three point second half favorites, uh, which makes it basically a pick em for the game. So, Jeff, you got opportunities here if you want to uh, if you want to fade Wisconsin in the I'm second good. half. I'm good. Don't need. Jeff is Let good. Let it ride. Okay. We're good. In a very ugly I don't have, I don't have anything this game to so begin far. with, but. They're dreadful. I mean, uh, 20, yes. I mean, you're at a one, you're at a one four, you're at a one twenty four and a half. That's actually under pace still. That's that just shows how good of a half that first half was. Hey, like we say, vintage on brand right there. Twenty six, twenty three. Northwestern uh, is on top right now. Uh, before we get into any of the any future thoughts, some other updates here, Danny. We've reached halftime at MSG. Uh, I think we were all expecting. Uh, Jeff, you brought it up heading into the game. A big performance from Joel Embiid. Uh, considering he's he's back in the garden, and you know, I was looking at his double double prop. He was minus one forty five for a double double, eighteen points, eight rebounds. Embiid has gotten to the line a bunch, ten of eleven from the stripe in the first half. Uh, but the Knicks had a pretty big second quarter. Danny outscored the Sixers by nine in the frame. It's fifty three fifty one Sixers at the half. Sixers laying two and a half for the second half brings us right back to where we started. Four and a half for the game, a total of one hundred eight and a half for the second half, which ends up coming out. Uh, to 212 and a half. So pacing under that 226 total that I had leaned toward the over. Uh, what are you noticing so far through one half a play there in New York? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously the big story, as you alluded to, is Joel Embiid with his 18 points. And otherwise, there hasn't been that much action uh, spread out evenly throughout this Philadelphia team. So if you do look 
to get involved in this game. And this is the same strategy every time you go against Embiid. But how much can you contain the guy? And can you limit him and his free throw opportunities and actually kind of forcing him to take some tough shots and not just gifting him with the open opportunities from the charity stripe? So if you think the Knicks can keep that up, then sure, maybe they're a little bit attractive on their side. But uh, aside from the bet that Jeff talked about with Embiid looking over his points prop, you said uh, the double-double minus. That's actually a pretty cheap double-double yeah. price. When I've looked, sometimes those consistent guys, like they're up to like minus $2 or something like that. That would have been a good bet to look yeah. at. Um, he was it's a only, shame I didn't you know, do further Embiid's, investigation. Uh, Right, and Bede's rebound prop was only 10 and a half, and the over was plus money. And uh, Jeff, you talked about it, even though it was a high point uh, total prop. I mean, he's at 18 so far and having no issue putting up points. Some guys just managed to show up better at MSG, Ben, and Embiid is one of them. And look, I mean, the Sixers had a big lead in this first quarter, and the Knicks came back in this game, too. So uh, they probably should have just bet that Embiid uh, point total over. That would have been a uh, we're well on our way to getting that home. He could score 15 points in the second half. I, I would be very stunned if he doesn't, uh, at least so so far. Philly only 18 second-half points, too, against the Knicks defense that has really struggled with Mitchell Robinson out. So I, I would be looking towards the second half uh, over as well at, at 108 and a half, especially with how it is you're getting a, you're getting a really solid 14-point discount right now from the pregame total. That's, that's how I would look for half number two, close 226, uh, pacing now in the low 210s at least as of as of this point, 108 and a half year market wide uh, second half total. As far as the deadlines, so look a little over three days, Danny, before the uh, the Thursday deadline, three hours, 19 hours, three days, 19 hours uh, before the deadline. The big news of the day, you get the move to Dallas with Kyrie Irving going to the Mavericks uh, for Spencer Dinwiddie, a couple other pieces and, and very late uh, future draft picks, 2029 first round pick there to Brooklyn. Uh, what uh, what name of any are you keeping your eye out that, that could have a big impact if we're talking futures market here? as we go toward the final stretch of the season. Well, now Kevin Durant gets a little bit interesting, right? I mean, after Kyrie came through, now you got Chris Haynes reporting that the Suns would be actively looking at Kevin Durant if he should become available. Who knows if that's going to be the case. Um, just speaking from my personal standpoint here in Chicago, certainly there's been rumors left and right. What's going to happen with some of these pieces on the bulls, because they have been an utterly disappointing, embarrassing unit after the new front office from, uh, AK and Eversley said that this would be for sure a playoff team. And, you know, Goran Dragic and Drummond being added to the team was going to make them a lot. You know, I could rant and rave about this team for so long. It, Tell us how so you really feel. That, Dan. I knew my question would unlock you, Danny, to, to start releasing <laughs> it's, some of that it's diet. It's so annoying. And and then they're acting like Lonzo Ball coming back, which he isn't. If Lonzo Ball came back, that all the issues would be solved, which is just the furthest thing from the truth. Would it help? Sure. Would it make them a winning playoff team? Absolutely not. There's still so many issues in the core. And if you really want to change and you're afraid to let go of some of these guys, you got to get rid of Billy Donovan and try to generate a spark. They have gotten a little bit of spark over the last three games, but this is what they do. They bring you in, they tease you, and then they're going to have some embarrassing loss coming soon. Uh, to the original point, though, we'll see what happens happens with DeMar DeRozan. We'll see what happens with Zach Levine. I don't think anything is going to happen with Levine. They just signed him to the massive contract. Who would want to take yeah. that on? You have DeRozan, who's kind of on that uh, expiring contract and at the top of his prime right now. This may be one of his, you know, last great years. He'll still have good years, but in terms of being very, very efficient, 
add him to a playoff team. Bulls can get some acquisitions, whether it's picks or other role players, because they don't have another solid big guy who can go on both ends. They don't have a pure three-point shooter. And I don't know, the Lakers have always been in contention with that, possibly. And, you know, Russell Westbrook keeps getting mentioned, whether it's the Bulls or another team, too. So that's another name you got to keep an eye out. But the Bulls are definitely a team that's going to be shopping and seems like the Raptors, who we already mentioned earlier. Yeah. Jeff, who's your, your name or two to watch out for in the next few days? I mean, look, I mean, trade deadline wise, oh, Ananobi is the one we mentioned it earlier. Yeah. He's going to get moved. It's just a matter of when. So he, he's the guy I look forward to. And then, I mean, look, Jay Crowder will get moved, but who really cares? Crowder can't really play anymore anyway. <laughs> and then, um, look, what happens with Boyan Bogdanovich? I, I mean, it would make sense if Detroit trades Bogdanovich and seem very uh, unwilling to trade him because they like the mix of his veteran presence with all the young guys they have. So that's probably what you're looking at more than anything. And obviously with the Kyrie domino and, uh, and falling today with him going to Dallas, uh, that kind of changes the way the deadline is. And I'm curious to see what Brooklyn does, because now if you're the Nets, I know Kyrie's immensely talented. He's one of the best players in the world, but to have him out of your locker room, that is a weight off your shoulders. You replace him with Dinwiddie, who is a plus in the locker room. Dorian Finney-Smith, a plus in the locker room. And now all of a sudden, all right, you know what? Maybe we make one big deal with one of the picks that Dallas gave us. We trade Joe Harris out finally. Maybe we get something good in this at this trade deadline. Um, and I'm curious what Brooklyn does because if Durant comes back healthy, Ben, we saw it two years ago, Kevin Durant with Harden and Irving out was – an inch away from beating the eventual champions by himself. If Kevin Durant is healthy, he, the Nets have a chance. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's a good chance, but they have a chance to go on a run. I'm with you. You can't discount the ability, especially with, with Durant being 100% healthy. And that, that's a team that I, don't, I, don't, I still don't view as being all that far away from contending, uh, at least in the Brooklyn Nets. The name I'm looking out to, to watch for, you have to think Washington is smart enough to deal Kyle Kuzma, who's having a, a really, really good year. I've been impressed with his game uh, this season. There's a, a number of teams. Suns in some of the off-store markets have been favored to land. Uh, Kuzma, Danny, you mentioned they're now all of a sudden inquiring into the, <laughs> the KD sweepstakes. Whether that actually happens or not remains to be seen. But uh, watch out for Kuzma. That could, be a, that could be a big piece at the deadline for a contender to pick up, averaging about 21.5 points, uh, 7.5 rebounds per game. Uh, on the season. So we'll, uh, we'll see on that going forward. Uh, I, I don't know. I, Danny, I, I, I don't know. I feel like Kuzma has, he, at a certain point in his career, because of some of the early struggles uh, was viewed as this inefficient guy who, who, you know, would put up numbers, but wasn't really going to be a, a valuable piece. It, it's weird. It feels like the last 12 months for him has really, uh, really changed the narrative. And I find myself pro Kuzma uh, rooting for my hometown Milwaukee bucks who have made it very clear. They still want to trade and bolster the rest of the rotation to, to look for a guy like Kuzma. Yeah, and look, sometimes all it takes is a change of scenery. I mean, the expectations and the pressure is so high when you're on a team like Los Angeles that's always under the scope of a spotlight, especially when you're next to a guy like LeBron James, who, let's be honest, sometimes sabotages some of these young guys and wants to make them seem like the bad person instead of himself. He's notorious for that, and he saw Julius Randle leave and thrive. He saw Lonzo Ball leave and do well, and you saw, obviously, Kyle Kuzma leave and do pretty good. So it's not something 
something you got to freak out about when you see some of these young guys do bad. Sometimes it's just the setting, the playing style, just a whole new environment can do wonders for guys. And Kyle Kuzma, Ben, is certainly one of them. No question. Uh, interested to see where he lands if, if there is a destination for Kuzma, Kuzma ahead of Thursday's trade deadline. All right, our final segment is coming up next. It is a three-way, it was a three-way tie at the top until a second ago at Pebble Beach. We'll get you an update on that. What sort of odds are we looking at live if you want to get involved? Uh, they won't finish the tournament tonight. It'll be finished Monday for the leaders with the final nine holes to play. We'll update that next as we go out of the show. What are our favorite prop bets heading into Super Bowl week? We'll discuss next on the show. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my from football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.
This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we proved that we could do it today. Uh, Danny Burke, Jeff Parles, myself, Ben Wilson. We did a five-hour live betting show uh, on, on a day with, you know, you know, games like Northwestern and Wisconsin is marquee entertainment uh, there, Jeff. So we did it. We have, we've made, we're here. We've made I mean, I mean we're, we're here. We're, we're in good shape. Uh, the NBA game is back underway at MSG. It's a good quality yeah. game. Temple uh, could be a sweat time if you had Temple pre-flop now, though. Total sweat. Yes. But it's a good it's a good reminder. As always, there's always you always can find enticing action no matter what day. I mean, it's a 365 day a year thing here in sports betting. So every single day there are there is value. There are bets to be made. And that's what we're trying to do our best to, to help out with, uh, at least as of right now, our final the final update, so to speak. I just wanted to bring this up real quick. Uh, Danny, I know you're not you're not a, a golf better, Jeff. I know you weren't really involved this week in uh, in Pebble Beach, but this has gotten really interesting at the top, where Justin Rose is trying to fight off uh, the the two way uh, two way push ahead of Denny McCarthy and Peter Malnati. Rose a one shot lead through seven holes. They will not finish today. At Pebble Beach, leaders likely to have to play the full back nine tomorrow for a Monday finish without the amateurs. Rose is minus 140 uh, right now live to win. But how about the round today of McCarthy, uh, Jeff? <laughs> Starts his round, I mean, 29 out on a par 36, seven under through his first nine holes, eight under through 12 today. The dude has been red hot. Uh, and so that will cash any of those, uh, those derivative markets if you would have bet it. Creating, it's going to be a pretty fun finish there tomorrow with three guys all separated by one shot there at the top. Yeah, again, the uh, the wind yesterday delaying this uh, a day into Monday. But, hey, look, again, uh, who doesn't love Monday golf, Ben? Especially, especially tomorrow where it's a slower day, especially we'll get midday golf tomorrow. Be good. Nothing wrong with that. I know Jeff might. He'll be over at the poker room at uh, Red Rock. Yeah, no, tomorrow, tomorrow. Golf. No, I got what you called. If we're playing golf this week, Ben, you and I, I got to go to the range. I go to the range. I got to go to the range. I yeah. Haven't, I, I haven't swung a golf club in probably about two months. So I got to I gotta go really? to the range and make sure I can at least hit the ball in the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got to prep for when Danny is here in two weeks. I got to get my game into, uh, you know, in, in, into peak form there. Danny, big, big, big matchup coming up. Uh, all right, Danny, as we, uh, we wrap up the show here. So coming up next on VEASAN, there's no pro, pro football blitz. Instead, we have a very special edition. It's a Super Bowl prop show, which you'll see for the next uh, four hours talking everything props. And Danny, you are one of our lead prop guys here at the network. So as we sit right now, February the 5th, seven days out from Super Sunday, as you look at your favorite props on the board, as of this moment, what's standing out to you uh, the most on all of the, among all the different options uh, that we have to bet on? 
All right, so I got two. One of them I've officially played. The other I'm going to do a little bit more searching for a better number. So the one that I did play involves Isaiah Pacheco, and I bet him over 63 and a half rushing and receiving combined for his yards. Now, out here in Illinois, 63 and a half was the best number available, and I think I bet it on Wednesday or Thursday. Last I checked, there was still a 64 and a half. So the thing that we always stress here at VEASAN for betters is to make multiple different outlet uh, outlets available to you, right? That's one of the best tools you can have as an advantage to yourself as a better shop. These lines, there's always discrepancies in the prop market, especially around the Super Bowl. So the reason that I bet this now for him over is because what we talked about ad nauseum, basically. And, you know, the Chiefs are going to want to exploit the weaker part of Philadelphia's run defense. Not maybe every single sequence, but early in the game and often and not to where I think he can have an impact. And that's against the running effort where Philadelphia is allowing opposing running backs 4.6 yards per carry. They're bottom tier in DVOA run defense throughout the last three games against maybe not some of the best running teams. themselves. Well, actually, let me take that back. The Giants are a pretty good running team. And, you know, obviously the 49ers with Christian McCaffrey can be solved. But when you know that's what they're going to do, it still may be difficult. But the last three games, opposing tailbacks were able to get five yards per carry on the ground. If you look back at past games where the Eagles did struggle, the biggest example being the Commanders, they controlled the time of possession and they were able to put the Philadelphia Eagles backs against the wall and have some pressure for Hertz to play from behind. So I think they're going to try to do that to a certain extent with Pacheco and that he can run efficiently enough to get him a boost in the running effort. And then in terms of the passing effort, this was pretty peculiar that you saw him get involved in the passing game against the Bengals. He had like five catches for over 40 receiving yards. I can't recall the exact number, but I think he only had 13 receptions the entire season leading up into that point. McKinnon's more so been the guy in the passing effort, but Pacheco gets the majority of the snaps. And when he does get involved in the passing effort, he does get about 10 yards per catch and Knowing you have one of the best secondaries in Philly, that may limit Patrick Mahomes from getting a deep threat open. He may be a tad bit immobile. You may get pressure from a stout defensive front. What's going to be open? The short, secure check down to a guy like Pacheco, much like you saw against the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think Pacheco's going to have a very efficient game, whether it's in rushing, receiving, combined. I like the number of 63 and a half, especially because the market consensus was pretty much like 68 and a half. So I bet that over 63 in the hook. And look, I would bet it over if it's still at 64 in the hook. If the only number available to you is at 68 in the hook, I would probably lean more toward what he can do in the rushing effort if you get like 48 and a half or 49 and a half for his rushing yards. But so I did the combined for my one play, the other one really quick. And I'm curious your guys thoughts. This is a little bit more for fun, but over two and a half players to have a pass attempt. I saw like plus 165 was the number. I feel like we always get a trick play dialed up, and especially when you get a mastermind and offensive play calling like Andy Reid, certainly that could be in play. And furthermore, both of these quarterbacks a little banged up. Eh, what if they get hurt? They got to sit out for a series. You may get a throw from someone else because of that too. So I don't know. I wouldn't go crazy with that one, but I think that's an intriguing one to consider. Okay, I I know Jeff's a fan of the uh, the crazy props. I do. I like your Pacheco angle <laughs> and a guy who had you know, he ran 26 routes, highest of the season in the AFC Championship game, doubled Jerick McKinnon's number of uh, pass routes run. Jeff, Jeff, I, I because you we've already submitted our picks for our Veasan Super Bowl betting guide, so I, I have seen what your favorite prop bet is. You can enlighten the the viewers and listeners. Uh, this yeah, is going to be a doozy I, I, for what uh, what you're coming up. Yeah, with. I just took. Uh, will there be a a, a uh, 
two-point conversion attempt. Uh, Soy plus money. You're dealing with Sirianni. We we know he likes going for two. We also I also think that this could end up being in a, a two-touchdown game late with Philadelphia t- chasing. And we know Sirianni's in the in the family of going for two down by eight. So that's part of the reason that I took it. One other one that I'm looking at, and I check your book because if they end up with no reception, some of them are counting as a, as a loser, which I don't think should be right. But I know people are attacking Quez Watkins props under this week. If Quez Watkins catches a pass, it's going for more than six and a half yards. And one True. book out here is dishing six and a half, even money on the over. So I'll take a shot that Quez Watkins is going to catch a ball for 15 yards. And, uh, and it would be at only his only reception. So, First reception, I should say, over six and a half yards for Quez Watkins. I also don't mind his longest reception over eight and a half yards, which is out there as well. So that that would be something, again, you got to go down the board sometimes with these. Everyone's betting A.J. Absolutely. Brown. Everyone's betting Devontae Smith. Everyone's betting Travis Kelsey on the Kansas City side. So Quez Watkins props, sign me up, Ben Wilson. <laughs> all right. Hey, I, you've, you've, uh, you've convinced me. That's all I needed to hear. Uh, I, and I mentioned mine as well earlier, Matt going, and again, as much as uh, Jeff, what you say is right. Uh, there's this, the thought too, that early in the week, you have value betting the overs. If you're able to get into some of the props before the public starts to, you know, starts to dive in next week and hammer a lot of overs. If you like unders, there's probably some value in waiting it out as we get closer to super Sunday. So I, I did take over. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes passing attempt prop. You can find that 38 and a half minus 125 juice uh, for Mahomes, a guy who averages about 38 attempts per game. I'm a believer that Kansas City will be in a pass first game state, basically the entire entirety of the game, regardless of up there, uh, of whether they're up or down in the scoreboard. So that's the one I like uh, the most coming in. I, I do like I lean uh, Eagles. I put 26, 24 is my final score. Danny, your, your final score is uh, is what I assume Chiefs, but by a small margin. Yeah, I think I had 24, 20 or 26, 20. I can't remember exactly what I put on the guide. So I'm sorry, guys. I'll have to double check for you and get back to you. Yeah, you but Chiefs winning, obviously. Dan- we'll, we'll see. All right, we'll say 24, 20 for Danny. Jeff, you have a you have a weird score. 27, 19. Let's go 70 to 1 circus square on Chiefs oh. 7, Eagles 9. Let's go. I know my my final score square at circuit 60 to 1 on uh, Eagles 6, Chiefs 4. So uh, we'll, we'll try to root uh, one of those two hub. Uh, anyway, enjoy the rest of the build up here to Super Sunday. Thanks, uh, Danny and Jeff. Great stuff with you guys as always. I'm Ben Wilson saying so long as we thank our producer, Brian Ortega, and the rest of the crew, Liz Foster, Matt Hicks, everybody else helping out uh, as we have our special Super Bowl prop show coming your way next. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.